Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Click This fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join Click This TV. Click This TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash and Friends watch-along show. Head to clickthistv.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. I think for my birthday tomorrow, I'm going to I'm gonna first listen to Bruce Pritchard's latest podcast. Then I'm gonna rewatch Saturday night's main event from from November second, my birthday, nineteen eighty five, which featured Uncle Elmer in a live Piper's Pit with with Jesse Ventura, in case you were wondering. I think the main event that night was Terry Funk versus Hulk Hogan. I know you're wondering about that. This is Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast. He's Kevin, I'm Sean. You know what I thought was funny? Please don't Elon, tell me that up fucking open. Elon, Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> has gone to such great lengths to rebrand X. Do you know what the URL is that you have to type on the internet to get to it? Twitter.com. Nice. That didn't get around to that. I think once that the news is 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 basically eighty five percent of the of, of the world realizes that electric vehicles are the shits. <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think it's it's, it's kind of went, went went from there. 
You know, I got hypnotized a little bit by that. I was in a, I was in two Teslas back to back. I was in Atlanta, and two of my Ubers were Teslas. So I was paying attention to everything happening, the very cool video screen that's happening while you're driving, and the it's like a video game driving this car. And I, I kind of got sucked into wanting a Tesla for a few minutes. I didn't buy one. I mean, it's to me, it's just the impracticality of the fact that there's just no infrastructure down in Florida to to you know to charge the thing. Oh, is there a um, a lack of charging stations? Oh, for geez. Them? I mean, oh, okay. through, throughout the country, they had a guy from that 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 took one of those Mustang E's, and he took it from like the Dearborn, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wherever the fuck. And he took it to Traverse City, and like, he had to stop at like a a, a Jeep um, dealership and and like slow charge for four hours. Right. And, I mean, it's just like I, I'm sorry, man. That fucking Mustang of mine gets about twenty three point five miles, twenty three point eight. If I put the cruise on eighty. And it takes, it's 14 gallons. It takes me about three minutes to fill that fucker. Right. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm not, I'm not stopping for four hours to hug a tree. Well, you. <laughs> All right, so there's, wow, that's it? So if you're in central Florida, Oof. you're fucked. That's that. ridiculous. Uh, granted, that's the Everglades, <laughs> most of that. But Well, but even go north a little bit there in the center. I'm looking yeah, at a map up. now, those of you listening. All right, so it's. I guess it's the, so that's what, Orlando, I guess, right there where there's a bunch now, of. Now, is that charging stations or, or where fucking uh, Israel actually had strikes today? <laughs> I think those are charging stations. Okay. Those are actually homes that are watching on WWE Network, the Saturday night's main event from. Uh, November second. Weird. Bobby Heenan, if you want to know, was dressed as a weasel for the uh, nice for the event. Oh goodness. Um. Well, happy to be back. Happy to be with everyone here. And uh, a lot of you were happy about last week's show, like the movie dogs, who said, "Kevin, Sean, you guys are making podcasts more enjoyable with the small talk and sprinkling little wrestling along the way." After the year you've had, I'm glad you guys keep it going. I've been sick the last few years, and you guys make me want to push on and make my po- make my podcast better. Love you guys. Well, we love you, the movie dog. Um, what up, dog? Good luck on your podcast. I'm going to guess you talk films on that. Tom Talker 2000, I'm a total R&B soul guy myself. I can totally relate to the singers and bands Kev is into. Just great music that never gets old. Covered a little bit of that last week. Kevin uh, proving his um, his street creds for both not only R&B, but soul as well. And funk. Covered a little George Clinton as well last week. Um, go back and listen to that if you are a soul fan. Somebody brought up Johnny Guitar Watson. There was like me, my, me and my brother had a, a, a like a really early Johnny Guitar Watson uh, vinyl. My brother was. Uh, was he a, a solo funk? Yeah, artist. He, okay, yeah, he was. Yeah, Johnny Guitar was by himself. 
Who was the one? Oh, Boots. I'm thinking of Bootsy Collins. He was a bass player. He was bass. Okay. Uh, VZPSO4RG doing seated dumbbell presses and casually listening like I do every Monday and almost dropped the weights laughing when Kevin answered Sean's question with, I always let them blow me, remark. So random, so great. Thanks for another awesome Monday podcast. Be safe, guys. What did I? I don't, I don't recall. I don't remember the context, but... Based on the frequency sure that of, you I'm say sure, those things, I'm, I'm sure, sure it was out of respect. So that's right. <laughs> well, it always is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. More Tease 365 from the Click This TV channel says, Hey guys, love the show. I know Sean's a big fan of mob movies and such. Was curious if you were Big Kev, have seen the Netflix special on John Gotti. John Amos was on in an old news report supporting John Gotti when he was on trial, and they were interviewing him. It was really odd. LOL, love the show, guys. I remember oh, here, Anthony here's Quinn one for one you. Showed up I was I was on the road this weekend doing a doing a con, and I I called up Tamara. I said, "What are you doing?" She says, "Watching that Gotti thing on Netflix." So my wife has seen it, but I have not. That's a change. That's a little role reversal there, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I I watched the first one, but there's nothing I'm I'm not gonna know. I'm I'm yeah, steeped in either. knowledge about the time and it's it's everything. And and we're coming up, by the way, to December 16th, which of course, as you know, on December 16th, 1985, in front of Spark Steakhouse, uh, Paul Castellano was assassinated. December 16th, uh, 1985, was only a month and a half from November 2nd, 1985, where the Saturday night's main event from Hershey Park Arena. The Halloween edition aired, uh, wherein um, I believe King Kong Bundy was dressed as Zorro for the uh, pumpkin uh, eating, uh, pumpkin pie eating contest, which he lost. Did, to it, did anybody Lama. see the the Halloween match? This 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 uh, raw. Who did it feature? I'm guessing it wasn't Uncle Elmer. No, it was Nat- Natalia mm. and Chelsea Green. Thumbs up with four stars. Well, oh, I just, I just, it, they, they fucking had it like, you know, two and a half hours in on the show. It was like oh. sent me before the main event. Chelsea won the match, but it was. I what made it a Halloween the, match exactly? Were they, were they in had, costumes? I mean, oh, no, yeah, but they were in costumes and they had all kind of, they had fucking pies and pumpkins and. Just a bunch of tomfoolery. Bunch of tomfoolery. Um, let's see. Kevin Chazinski. Uh, 
Does this 1976 yearbook picture bring back any memories? <coughs> I believe my dad was a few years ahead of you. Look at the stud on the top left. That's my junior year. So would it have been 76? Yeah. Who's, let's see. Now, of course, Peter Newman was next to you there. How about Anne-Marie Nolte? Let's zoom in on her. What's going on there? She all right? <coughs> I think the both of them. We've got, got the top, the, the, the two ladies on the top right there. I want to see the expressions and the eyes. I think I, Newman, I think Rosemary was our class president. Oh, the one, okay. Yeah, and Rosemary Newman. Yeah, they look, Anne Marie looks like she had a bad, a bad night the night before. Maybe she was there. I'm the party. next to fucking the, uh, the brunette Spicoli. I was going to say, <laughs> he ordered a pizza in Mr. Hand's class. Absolutely. Hilarious. Well, there it is. Class of, well, you would have been class of 77 if that was 76, yeah. right? You were a junior? Yep. Steve Austin 330 says, when the pandemic started and we all had to wear our medical masks, I started getting asked if I was a senior because on certain days, seniors got a discount on their items. So, of course, I said, yes, ma'am, I'm 65. I got my stuff much cheaper, and now I always carry a mask in my pocket for those discounts. And, yes, I'm way younger than 65. Did we talk about that last week? I think we've, we brought up ARP because somebody— Oh, me! Yeah, because somebody said that um, he made he what somebody made a, a, a reference in, in the comments how like he wasn't gonna like you know and but he was like forty eight or forty nine. I'm like, dude, you don't get it. Like the minute you turn fifty, then tell us they don't they don't have your shit. I mean, just rope oh, they'll down. have it. Yeah, you, you you don't get to you don't get to be fifty in in, in six hours. It's fucking you turn fifty. It's like bam. I did not register yet. I just I can't bring myself to God click the goddamn button. Next year, no matter what, I have to I have to register for Medicaid. Sixty-five, right? Yeah, even though I'll, I'll have my own uh, insurance. All right. That's you right. Still have to, yeah, you still. I, I think that they have the right to take that as your primary Medicaid, and then your other is your secondary. Oh, that supersedes. Oh, I, that's. I don't know. I don't know. I I just know that my mother-in-law told me like, and you know you can't buck around like you got to like when you turn sixty-five you got to get that Medicaid shit like that right, registered. Do you um? So even if you carry the SAG insurance. This that'll just be a secondary insurance to cover whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look at look at what the geriatric edition of. But unless it, unless it, it it limits to who I can go to because my SAG I can go anywhere you know so. Mm -hmm. I would just uh, I would, then I would use Medicaid as my my secondary. Let's, unless there, unless there's a fucking red wave, and then they'll just they'll just take our, be gone our, anyway. Our, so our, our medical, our social security, and and everything else. You have so. to keep the uh, we call it the McConnell insurance, that secondary insurance. Uh, to hold on to it, Corey S. Morgan. I was the one who asked about Bernard King. 
the playoff series you guys talked about against Detroit, he averaged 50, playing with two broken middle fingers and a 104-degree flu in the 100-degree heat. This is, was that true? I mean, this is, you know how, like, you talk to workers from back in the day. Oh, it sold out, 7,000 people turned away, you know, 600 one-hour draws I had in a row with flair. Was he really that incapacitated? Because that's unbelievable if that's true. I'm not. I'm not buying. It was 100 degrees in an NBA arena for 100 playoffs. degrees, 104 degree flu, two broken middle fingers, and was uh, average 50 points. We'll see. We'll do some research. Uh, James Adams, I like the run that Roman had been on. It has made me a fan of his. I just hate WWE has trained me to believe that, odds are, every title match he is in will have a screwy finish. Immediately takes me out of every one of his title matches. We were talking a little bit about the uh, the upcoming Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel and um, I guess that's, a, that's an interesting point. But no different, though, if you look historically. If you had someone who held a strap for a significant amount of time, you couldn't blow through every heel or every opponent. I should say, um, with definitive wins, you'd go through your roster in eight months. Well, the thing is, uh, on this one, which makes it also interesting, is Damian Priest is on the card, and he's got the money in the bank. So if something happens, there's a chance that he could cash in with that money in the bank if if, if uh L.A. Knight, you know, was to take him to the limit. Boom, they're both laying there, and he cashes it in. Uh, you got that. So there's, there's, there's that chance. Double J, Jeff Jarrett here to tell you about SaveWithConrad.com. You've heard Conrad talk about the total nonstop savings they've provided current homeowners. But did you know Conrad and his team can also help my world listeners become homeowners? They make buying a home easier than getting the bag after a good housekeeping match. But don't take the last outlaw's word for it. Franklin Dove, Orlando, Florida. After listening to all of Conrad's podcasts and hearing the different stories that he shared, I felt the time was right for me to explore buying a home again and uh, reached out. And one thing led to another and finally closed last week. It was Excellent. Uh, everything's flowed smoothly from my first contact. I just put in the initial request online. Francis reached out. We started the application process, got the approval moving. Holly was great. Larry Thompson was amazing. Everything was smooth. Communication was perfect. Really, it was a, a much better experience than anything that I could have imagined. My name is Franklin Dove in Orlando, Florida, and I got into my dream home thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. In my world, it doesn't get any better than five stars. Don't let your landlord get over on you. Walk out on that bad deal and stop throwing your money away on rent today with SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! I'll tell you the thing that was that I really uh, thought was a, a good piece that they did on Monday Night Raw was the, the McIntyre uh piece and they showed like he was like the chosen one and he kind of failed and he went off for like four years and kind of found himself and came back and and worked himself um back into uh the position to uh win the royal rumble 
And boom, now he wins the Royal Rumble. He's going to go against Lesnar. And COVID hits, and he wins the championship in an empty arena. And he defends his belt in an empty arena. And before the people came back, he lost the belt. And now it's just like, you know, it's his chance to, against Seth, to, to become a champion again. And I just mm-hmm. I just thought that that was, like, done very uh, uh, ESPN, you know, that, that, had, that had a really good feel to it. That's so. what that's the thing with storylines, right? You wanna you wanna craft one that I mean, when you were doing creative work, <clears throat> you had to take into consideration, of course, like long term plans, right? I mean, if if it's a guy, even after the, like he's chasing or whatever, but you know that there's gonna be stuff left in the tank for him, and you guys can can go beyond that. You've got to write or or book both with that in mind and kind of protect even though you know the guy's not going to unseat your champion like so like if LA Knight is not going to beat uh Roman Reigns for the title but there's something down the road how do you do it where you protect them still make them viable beyond that but you're going to eventually need a definitive finish for for the feud like beaten but Beaten on his, beaten on his feet. Was it went on my feet? Heels went on their feet. That was that old phrase. I forget. Heels went on I their backs. I think when it's time to, to for him to uh, to get beat, man, just you know, it's just it's like it's like a boxer. It's like, was there any other way for Tyson to get beat than just knocked out by by Douglas? You know what I mean? Like a split decision? Like no, nah, right? Just. You know, you just—I think that when, when somebody has that kind of a run, because then he turns around and wins a belt a month later, and it's like, and we start streak number two, and he's at day three. Right, right. You know, it's just—it's yeah. it's just that easy to get it back, because the, the the money's always in in the babyface chasing the the championship. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they haven't. It seems like Cody can take like Cody. They've got to stop doing the, um, you know, he's he's got the bad ankle, yet he limps down to make the save. It's like it's starting to get uncle. Okay, right. So good point there. Now, so Monday night, what was I didn't see? What did they do Monday night to to advance the angle? Was right, they just have they've got the match, Damien's. Um, Damien's got what? Who's he got? Damien's got Cody. Right. That's so. Did they do anything to uh, to advance the angle? Because we're what one one week? Well, I'm thinking where this airs. This is going to. It was kind of funny that they, what they did early was they brought out um, they brought out Rhea and uh, and and Dom and the other dude and Dom the angle. She, she basically made a match for uh, for Priest on the show, and he like, they went in the back. He's like, I, I thought I was running the show, so they they kind of like did like a really underlying. No, you're in charge, man. You're in charge. You're in charge. Okay. 
Right. You know, so they did. They did. They 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 planted a couple little seeds and um, but uh, it's just they're like the whole thing, like it, it's almost like it. It kind of looks better sometimes when you light the the building and then you just put the spots way up top. But man, there's those buildings are so packed for their TVs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they like they have ushers with like, you know, LED flashlights up in the top row, going, "Look, there's not an empty seat up here either." <laughs> you know, it's just like wow. But um, no, I I just thought that they they did a, a good job of uh, the kid on the the kid on the left. Looks like he's like was just got done playing softball in the Twilight movie. I just like you know who who, who where do you, where, what's his story? Sammy got I mean and we were all saying this Sammy and them Sammy got a hell of a pop. I mean he it just his character is so beloved that it's just it's you know right yeah. Absolutely. What was the uh, we have a highlight of the show? What was the main event uh, um, for on Monday? It was Damien. Okay. Yeah, it was Damien. <clears throat> Makes sense. Hey, you know what? Did you see that? Um, uh, having nothing to do with Monday night, but uh, Alan Ruck, the uh, the oldest brother, the politician on Succession, drove his car. His car got. Uh, smashed through a pizzeria today in Los Angeles and not just like bump the building like the front half of the goddamn car was through the brick wall Steve go to TMZ see if you can see an image of this uh, talking about uh... two people did get hurt not him though I think I saw him I saw footage of him on the street actually making the call I don't know if uh... yeah that's like brick and uh boom i guess he's in the um <clears throat> the one that keeps going obviously because the, the, the other one stops the... yeah that's i i don't think he was hurt but two people were hurt i don't know if there's any additional uh news on this I think they said there was not a uh, DUI investigation. He just... found out that he wasn't being put in Ferris Bueller too. There's a lot of a lot of people don't know. That. But strangely, I just there was that little footage of Matthew Broderick being interviewed on the on site. Unbelievable! There, so I thought allowed, that was strange. Allowed the um, conspiracy theories to as, begin. As we've been sitting here tonight, yes. sad, the sad news. Um, Steve just uh, put up that Bob, uh, what Hall of Fame coach Bobby Knight died. Bobby uh, Knight, huh? Yeah. I did see some footage last year that, that didn't look good um, of Bob. but um, Coach Knight, rest in peace. Thanks for yeah. stopping by my house. <laughs> and tell you, what was that? You got to cut your fucking hair. Yeah, boy. you got to cut your fucking hair, boy. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, he was a he was an interesting figure, a polarizing figure. One of a kind. And uh, 
I don't think we'll see that. I don't think you can do that stuff anymore. No, I um, think that... Uh, and be seen as a hero still. No. Irrespective no. of how many national titles you but won. It's funny, too, that they, like, for a while there, that, uh, you know, like, the, the, you know, the, the Woody Hayes and all those guys, man, they were just... It's now. It's more. You got to watch out for the Sanduskies and the and the and the Johnsons, you know. Or Sanduskies Johnson, right? <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> hey, did anybody uh, see where the, the the new speaker's wife? She's she runs like a nonprofit, and they, she had to take her uh, uh, like her 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 uh, thing down. Steve, look into it because I one of the things that she that she like said that home, like homosexuals or gays were like it, 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 it was just something where it was just like you've got to be kidding me like this can't be real news. Uh, Mike Johnson's with the headline here compares is... being gay to bestiality and incest. Really. Mike Johnson's wife runs counseling service that compares being gay to bestiality. Is this like one of those gay correction things where they uh, they re- try to reprogram All you? All I know is her old man's third in line. I know. What was the counseling uh, service? I'm, okay, we have been working in ministry... It's always a problem. Side by side and together for our whole marriage, Johnson said last year when he and his wife launched their podcast in an interview with The Message, a website that connects members of Louisiana Southern Baptist community. The House Speaker's identity as an evangelical Christian has been a driving force in his personal life and careers, which includes 18... Go pick up Bible off your shelf and read it. That's my worldview, Johnson told Fox. All right. So the company so, was so, called. Mr. Johnson. I just I have one question for you, sir. How did you get, or how did Noah, stop the lions and tigers from destroying everything on the ark, sir? Your answer, please. Those hard questions are what the Catholic Church calls a mystery. Oh, yes. Kind of like Mystery Island, Mystery Hill. No answer needed. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. <clears throat> wrapped, in, wrapped inside of a... Of a conundrum inside of... Yeah. That's, you know what I'm talking about, Daddy-O? Um, little, there's John, the little, little John Candy from the, from the uh, JFK. You can turn them off. Uh, the give these yeah. guys a rub here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Episodes, but, episode 69. You're... <laughs> <laughs> They're both muffled for the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> People who are new to this, who didn't, um, who weren't with us for the early run in the beginning, um, I brought up when we talk about these religious questions. Uh, I think it, it was Tristan, right, who said, "Hey, why does Adam have a navel?" No, I was. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I mean that was. I brought that. I but I was I was told that. But yeah, but br- one of those brilliant questions you can talk about right. the, the tigers and lions. I would love his answer. I went to the Vatican for the answer, by the way, if you remember, and I did ask uh, our tour guide. 
What, what did they say? I, I'm trying to remember. The, I played the video on air. Yeah. <clears throat> I was willing to do those things for our show when we were in our second episode. I thought it was important I get the answer from the Vatican. And I think she said it was um, Michelangelo created it in, in man's image. So um, he applied did he also current cre- man characteristics. Did he, did he also create it where a- Adam is... Uh, just pretty much just flip it towards God. <laughs> it's just kind of like, whatever, dude. Oh, the fi- the, the finger. Yeah. The Sistine Chapel action yeah. there. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that, was, that, was a good, uh, that was a good discussion. Valid questions if you're a scholar of the Bible. Uh, maybe we can get uh, Mrs. Johnson on here uh, to help us with that. You know who we did have on here, by the way? This past week, it, it it wasn't Randy Macho Man Savage who fought Tito Santana to a double count out, out on the November 2nd, 1985 Saturday Night's main event in an intercontinental title defense, um, but it was Enzo. Enzo was with us, and uh, we had a lot of fun, chopped yeah, it up for for a while he's a he's a high energy cat as you all know but just entertaining great talker and you know got a lot of love from the click this tv subscribers which you can be by going to clickthistv.com and signing up and uh you get to attend live tapings like our audience here for this show you'll see them asking questions later and you get to do nash and friends every month and so was our friends every chance that i took that day was for the booking in Madison Square Garden with Ring of Honor, um, and I and I and and a reunion with Big Cass on the on the, the tails of that. When you see me and Big Cass jump a guardrail at Ring of Honor, I lent it a lot of credibility by showing up to the WWE event. And the reason why the Ring of Honor event was not shot by the cameramen on premise that day was because. I told Joey Mercury, the producer, who was one of my first coaches in the WWE when I got hired. He was in the staff of coaches. It was just, uh, you know, life coming together, like I said, like a simulation, man. Like the first booking me and Cass get outside of WWE is Madison Square Garden. And the first show ran by a non-McMahon in 60 years. So that's what... uh... shit up, so... So Enzo took us all around the world, uh, questions people had about his WWE time and even afterwards and what he's doing now. He's, of course, music career and uh, has a boxing gym in North Bergen. North Bergen, home of, former home of Joey Diaz, old friend of yours. um, So, guys, go to clickthistv.com and join in and um, be part of the fun next time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, <clears throat> AEW, did you catch this in the news? They were talking about making their booking decisions later so that there are no leaks about what's I, to happen on the show. See, I, I don't understand that. It's 
so I, I read into it, and one uh-huh. of, and like the like people were saying like, yeah, but like you gave us three days to know that this match was going to happen. Like they didn't. You don't have you. You can. You and I could say we're going to have a match July seventh. If you and I don't know what the finish is, we don't have anything to give. Right. So it's real simple. I'm going to tell you guys how you do this. You tell two or three people the wrong information, and it fucking gets out, and you know who the rat is. Fucking, that's like booking 101. Set people down and tell them, hey, don't let this get out, but this is what we're doing. And if it gets out and you only tell three people, guess what? Voila. That's what I thought, too. The example that was given was the... Uh, Brutal. Uh, was it K- MJF and Kenny Omega, yep. which was signed three days before the match. So on Wednesday, and then it was going to happen on Collision on Saturday, which is in... Modern wrestling times, actually, it doesn't even have to be modern. You could talk about 25 years ago. Not uncommon that that a few days before. So so the announcement to the fans is one thing, but you probably wouldn't get your booking anyway until you got to the arena, right? Well, and, they, and, and, so, and one of the things said, like, you know, MGF, is, is he not a draw? And I'm thinking... He st- they still did a half a million views, and <clears throat> like you know, you know, people are such assholes. They're like, well, yeah, it, the world's it was against the World Series, yeah. And then the, the in the next paragraph, the guy says, yeah, but it was also the the lowest World Series game ever. You know, like the, the 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 least viewed World Series game ever. Like they've always got something. How about like it was actually still like my when I talked to my sister on Saturday in Detroit, her neighbor was washing his car. It was like, and they knew they were getting snow on Halloween. So this is it, man. Like this is it. You're getting ready to, to to go into the six months of fucking gray Michigan weather, mm. and you know what? I'll be damned, man. I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna soak it in. I'm gonna watch me some goddamn wrestling. Come on, man. Meltzer, I have a quote from Meltzer here talking about the quote-unquote late decision-making. He said, if you follow AEW, you know a lot of these things that are being decided uh, a lot later than previous. Guys are getting their information about what they're doing later, uh, and decisions are being made later. That's just how it is. At times, it's the day of the show, and they don't know. Now, well, if you're this... If you're a fucking professional wrestler... And fucking somebody goes down, and they look at you, and they go, hey, man, can you get your gear on? We'll put a match in between you, see if you guys can put something together. You better be able to fucking go. Weren't there times that, like, wasn't it every time at TV you went, you looked at the board, you saw who you were working, you found the guy, you found whoever was writing, 
Like, I just, what I I'm saying is, I, I don't I, think day of is insane. No, it's being made to no, be weird. No. No. Because you know what? It's day, day of's weird now because there's only so many hours that everybody can get in the ring because there's only one ring at TV and go over their entire match 33 fucking times with the guy they're working with. Jesus. Work and learn to work without a fucking net. How many times did you go to TV knowing exactly what you were doing on Nitro I didn't that give a night? Fuck. I didn't need to know. I didn't need to know my I could cut my promo. I could get my shit in. I just needed to know what they called their shit so I could call their shit back. Oh, I know. I had five moves. Well, maybe the reason I had five moves was I was proficient in those five moves, and I couldn't get all fumble fucked up because I didn't have to get all my shit in because I always got all my shit in because there was only five fucking things to get in. So Speaking of Jim Cornette, <laughs> I guess Jerry, Jar- um, Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, um, in relation to, I mean, Cornette's been a little critical of AEW, we know this, but um, I guess he invited him to the show in Louisville, which is coming up, uh, I guess, tonight as we're recording. But uh, the actual quote was, uh, Jeff said, uh, well, Conrad said, uh, are you going to go pick up your old pal Jim Cornette and bring him down to the show while you're in uh, Louisville? And Jeff said, yeah, I'd love to have him. And... um, I guess Conrad was being a little diplomatic, saying, ah, he probably doesn't travel. But Jim did respond, and he said, uh, I appreciate the invitation from Jeff Jarrett to attend the AEW TV taping in Louisville tomorrow, but I tried hard to make it work, but I couldn't find another person in town going so we could split the two-for-one fucking ticket offer so maybe they can find another ratings ploy in time. He wasn't very nice in his reply. This is, yeah, this is tonight's card in reference. It would be great if he did a run. He should have put that tweet out and did a fucking run in tonight. They should have thrown him a boatload of money. Tony Khan should have opened the checkbook, gave him 50 grand to walk out, whack someone with a racket and leave. That's the shit ECW used to do and get talked about. Be different. Oh, whoa. They fucking gave somebody 50 grand? No, that never happened, (laughs) actually. That was the total. I I thought that's what you had to get to be on the card. You had to pay them. That's what you had to forego every year and bounce checks. Jesus. From Paul. But um, I don't know. It may may happen. I don't have it on. I should put it on above me here and see. But uh, maybe this is all. Maybe we're all being worked be brilliant no one does any shit like that anymore you can't we're not surprised anymore you can't you, you gotta have three days notice knows that's that. right it was too short it was one day he wouldn't have known no, what, to, what do. to do Cornette would have been lost never we, never 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 in his life including in altoona that one time when he the guy hit the ring and fucking cornet split his fucking split him wide open it, 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 it took cornet all in one second to realize oh you're a mark almost in a fucking pure riot was that was that going to be a run in from corny are, you, are you showing me that corny's going to this is AEW footage is this from tonight no, I guess not. 
<clears throat> what the fuck was that? Uh, oh, that's live. Oh, that's live because it's happening here. So oh. feel free to cut to that whenever Cornette comes out. Not not for the. Uh, not for, I was going to call it a I Boston that crab was, here. I, and I, I thought that was a, a, some apartment wrestling. Here, here comes the reversal. Who's that? Edge and uh, Cesaro. Who's that? Yeah, it's Cesaro. No, and... it's uh, Orange Cassidy, isn't it? Orange and Cesaro, yeah. You know, so, I wanted to mention before we get off this rant about the the last minute and the doing things differently, and it's actually the cornet thing. I want to know. We had Vince Russo on uh, with us for a previous Nash and Friends, and uh, I know you and Vince get along, and you were always fine with his his writing and stuff. As a as a fan, as a viewer, the thing about that era, talking about the Raw Nitro head to head Monday Night War era, was there was absolutely a sense we all got the dirt sheets we all looked at the internet but there was a sense of not knowing what was going to happen that night that kept me and my other friends invested because that shock tv called be critical of whatever you want it's a different time now but they pushed the envelope, and Russo's writing pushed the envelope to the point that almost anything was possible. Almost anything could happen, and often did. Um, you talk about the birthing of a hand or whatever. Who expected it? Who expected it? Nothing that's going to happen on television tonight is completely unexpected. Somebody expected something. Well, we're also fucking, I mean, we're... Basically, you can you can do what they did on Sesame Street at that period, you know. It's not like you can, not like you, can you know. Oh, you couldn't do it today. No, I know. No. But, but that element of give somebody something that's that they... life. Yeah. I mean, that's just life in general. You can't do shit. I mean. The never... worst job to have right now, I think, would be. To try to entertain someone. <laughs> to, to, right. You, sh you should see me before this show starts. Um, no, a stand-up comic. How are you to be edgy and different? I mean, you could do, like, relatable humor about cleaning the kitchen, whatever, but if you wanted to do, if you wanted to be anybody dangerous, like Carlin or... Chappelle still gets away with it. Oh, he, he's in a whole kerfluffle now, huh? I mean, he's still... What are you going to do? No, but I guess he's the... Make he, him drive a cab? No, I, I guess he's the one. You know, Bill Burr kind of pushes it a little bit, too, which yeah. which I think. But I think that's as close as you can get to the fire today. Uh, there shall be no more Priors or, or Carlins, for sure. No. Very bizarre story out of New Japan Pro Wrestling, issuing their major statement on fan interaction, how this is no longer allowed. Now, I don't know how you're able to legislate this outside of your guardrail because that's what they're talking about. Fans uh, convalescing outside arenas or hotels. The actual, I'll read the, the, the quote. It says, thank you for supporting New Japan Pro Wrestling. On principle, we ask fans to refrain from contact with NJPW wrestlers outside of officially designated fan meeting events. This includes waiting for wrestlers on entrance and exits from venues. Please bear in mind that 
uh, around venues and hotels where wrestlers are staying, waiting for wrestlers and pressure, pressuring for autographs and pictures puts a strain on personal time as well as disrupts regular business for other guests and staff. Please understand that future actions deemed to be overtly aggressive or construed as stalking will be discussed with local law enforcement and deal, dealt with properly. We kindly ask the fans to refrain from the following. And then they just list basically everything. Um, they just said, to, God, to, if I had a dollar for every time I waited around the dojo. <laughs> but you were on the other side of this. And it's just bizarre to me that is Paramount Pictures next. Please, please do not ask Brad Pitt for an autograph after he finishes filming, uh, you know, the, his latest Paramount Pictures production. This just seems like overstepping to me, and really stranger than today's society, the statement from the company that anyone would expect of all anything places, to happen. Of all places, too. The hotbed of the hotbed of entertainment, yeah, yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, but the, 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 the hotbed of just unruly, you know, go, go back and, and, and look at Hanson beating the, the Japanese uh, submissive crowd with a cowbell, busting them open. Nobody ever pressed charges, did anything. Right. And and now with, with somebody say, excuse me, uh, please, Mr. Nash, you sign this? No, man, I can't because you're fucking... I, I live in the States. I'm on a bus full of a bunch of fucking dudes, but you're taking away from my fucking personal family time. What the fuck? But, I mean, even just standing out and asking for an autograph. I mean, they're using words like stalking. Uh, there, something had to have happened that we're not aware of that's brought this uh, to this head. Well, all that the, in this article that I'm reading, it, it does say various wrestlers have spoken out this year regarding fans engaging with them outside uh, company events. Saray revealed the situation over the summer. So, uh, a, a bizarre video. Okay, I did see the Jeff Hardy video being stalked by fans at an airport. Okay, what do we got here? So this is Jeff Hart for anyone listening. A uh, fan comes up to Jeff, has uh, a few pictures. He's actually got a lot of pictures. But now Jeff can stop signing, right, at, at any point in time. That's Jeff's fault. But So he's got a second person now. And uh, I don't know if, if there's something uh, abusive happening on audio here, but... Jeff's taking his time. He signed about He's throwing him on the six, floor. seven pictures. He's throwing them on the ground. The dude laying them out to, to dry so that the Sharpie can dry. Now, Jeff doesn't have to. Now, Jeff's still signing. He signed about probably 12 pictures, maybe 15 pictures. He doesn't have to stand there and do this. I mean, he has certainly given these guys, who are clearly going to sell these, right? Yeah. They're not going to no, hand these to their kids. These are white dudes. These are yes. Japanese fans. Oh, I—I I mean, I yeah, but they run over here. New Japan runs in the states. I think they were in Las Vegas last week. But yeah, um, but why, why? Fuck off! That's your fault. If somebody pulls out their cock and says, "Hey, Jeff, you mind just putting the tip in your mouth?" Out of respect. Out of respect, and you fucking do it. Well, if it's a I'll, white dude. 
Yeah. Then all this, then all of a sudden, it's what? If you say no, I'm fucking doing that. Get the fuck away from me. Listen, guys, if you're in the fucking Rolling Stones, I was watching a video the other day. Uh, Keith Richards, uh, great documentary on Netflix about Keith called Under the Influence. And he's pulling out of a, a parking garage in Manhattan uh, after the interview, whatever. And um, they slow down at the curb. I guess Keith tells him Keith rolls down the window. People are always waiting. They run up. Signed. I think like a book, two albums, maybe a magazine, uh, shook a girl's hand. He's like, all right, guys, all right, guys, rolled up the window and left. What's the problem with that? If, if it's that kind of interaction, I'm not talking about stalking or, or anything violent. I, but it's, it's. This is the deal with fame, isn't it? When people know you. Yeah, but you don't. It's not your job to put the window down. Hinkley, no, it's your choice. Hinkley, Hinkley made that a fucking made that well known. Somebody mentioning Sonya Deville's house, a guy broke in. That's a different story. That's a crime. That's against the law. This is this is somebody this is that's, that arrest. is waiting at the airport. It's just like when you leave, <clears throat> when you do a a, a a comic con, and you leave, and they they're waiting for you at Delta, right. Because they know you're going to you're going to go f- fly out, so they wait for you at the airport, and it's like, no, just uh, again, absolutely you, no. Right? They come up, they ask, and you say no. You just say and no. I said they say, listen, man. I said I have just spent I left my house. I just spent the last 76 hours of of that time, 21 of it, I was on a floor where you could have walked in and got my autograph. That's what I was here to do this weekend. If it meant that much for you to get it, you should have got it then. And they'll say, well, I didn't have the money for it. And I'll say, ask around. Ask when somebody comes up to me and says, I don't I don't have the I don't have the money for it. And I know that's the truth. If I don't fucking give them one. Right there at my booth. Hmm. Or if they've got three kids and she's got and one kid wants one and one kid wants the other and I, and she 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 is gonna pay for one. She says, I don't want which one do you want? Which one do you want? Which one do you want, Mom? I'll give you all three one. Just mm-hmm. it's not a problem. It's just those guys right there. I don't know what Jeff's autograph goes for. I'll guarantee it's between sixty and seventy-five bucks. Well, those guys were clearly going to sell them, right? right? So that's, that's a different story. Right. So that, that's there was he probably <clears throat> gave them twelve hundred bucks right there. I used to wait by the ramp at the Meadowlands before the cards. And when I was a kid, and I would have my father drive me or whoever's older brother or sister could get us out there. On nights, I didn't have tickets, and I wasn't going to the show. I would just go out there, start like 5 o'clock till like 8 or whenever the card started when most of the boys were in to try to get pictures or autographs. I was 12, whatever the fuck I was. And some of the guys signed, some wouldn't. Some drove past, some parked in the lot and walked in. And would just be like, I'm cold. I gotta go. I'm going in cold. And that was fine. 
Nobody gave him a hard time. Uh, I remember I, I, JYD signed a few autographs on time. He said, I got to get in and got to work. You know, and he walked in, and that was great. Now, th- that was not uh, November 2nd, 1985 at Hershey Park Arena where Junkyard Dog worked against Terry Funk and actually grabbed the branding iron uh, from Funk and branded uh, Jimmy Hart's ass, uh, his red underwear he was wearing on the Saturday Night's Main Event taping. This was something else that was at the Meadowlands. But... Um, no one gave the boys like a hard time. The ones that signed, people were happy, and then the ones that didn't, they just walked in, and that was it. See, I was always afraid that if I did sign, somebody would bring it up later on, like in that kind of colorful nineteen, you know, ninety-two or some. The shit. blue ink. Yeah, this the whole everything. It would have, it would have been too much, and it would have been brought up over and over and embellished. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm just walking in." So. Did you, um, were there uh, arenas that were uh, more problematic to get into because, f- like, fans could block? Like, like Madison Square Garden you drove into, didn't you? We had or did to, you have to walk in? No, we had to park our car at the Days Inn, and then they would bring the EMS, the EMT or whatever, the, the fucking ambulance, and the boys would pile in that, and then we'd take that into the garden. Okay. Uh, Meadowlands had the ramp, so you but, could drive yeah. down. Drive down. Uh, Boston Garden ramp? But outside, you had to walk up the old wooden ramp of the old garden, if you remember That's what that. I mean, the old, the old one, right. Yeah, the old one. So but you'd you be accosted but there. You but you, you couldn't get back there. Oh, fans couldn't get back. No. Oh, okay. Almost every every arena that we we did, um, it was you couldn't get to us. Okay. Like Poughkeepsie, yes. White Plains, kinda. Poughkeepsie was the Mid Hudson Civic Center. Yeah. And what was that? Was that just a door you guys walked in from yeah. the lot? Oh. Yeah, you could get to us there. Right. Well, you know what? If you're going to be running into fans like that who are asking for autographs, wanting to pose for pictures, today it would be selfies, you better make sure you're groomed. Manscaped can make that happen with their many beard products. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Boom. Gentlemen, our friends at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. AI is cool, but I think this is going to be the biggest technological advancement the world has ever seen. Absolutely unquestionably, the Lawnmower 5.0. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultra Sphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code KLIQ. Click manscaped.com, 20% off. Click. This is a fifth generation trimmer, features two interchangeable uh, next gen skin safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade. To go smooth wherever your heart desires. They have the dual LED spotlights. 
um, to provide contrast on multiple skin tones. No more wet shaving down there, guys. This bad boy also features dual LED spotlights. To uh, I just said that already. We're talking three length setting combs for all your desired lengths. And uh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Get your 20% off and free shipping with the code KLIQ at manscaped.com. Click. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code click at manscaped.com. I promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today from our folks at Manscaped. And we thank Manscaped for always giving us entertaining copy, but always being there for us. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Hey, Chris Jericho uh, was going through, he was kind of ranking the workers uh, who are also actors. Actually said uh, Dave Batista was the best actor uh, who had worked in a ring. I guess of the recent, no, because he mentioned Hulk Hogan also. So I guess, uh, yeah, he said Dave Batista was the best actor compared to Dwayne Johnson, John Cena, and Hulk Hogan. Um. They all made the jump from wrestling to acting, obviously. And um, the quote is, I would say the best actor of all of them is Batista. I think his work and his diversity, from what I've seen, I think he's the best actual actor. Then I'll put Dwayne Johnson, Cena, and Hulk Hogan after that. Although Santa with muscles, chef's kiss, Jericho said. Who do we leave on the li off the list here? I mean... Should Kevin Nash not have been considered? I really don't give a fuck. No, I know you don't. But you know, having two hours to kill here, I think that uh, you've you've made your mark in some very high-profile films. I think Kevin Nash could be. Yeah, but I up. think there's a, a huge difference between what Dave has done to be a lead character in several films to. Uh, you know, to just—I mean, I've—I've I've had having more, smaller roles. Okay. Yeah, much. Right. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at it, you know, Dave's a, like Dave plays the giant in most films that he's in. You know, he's like a giant character, and I'm seven inches taller than he is. Right. I mean, it's just like night and day, like. Who's name, notably name name you know I mean name the 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 besides Butch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid what else was was Richard Keelan besides Jaws? Well, that's I was I was just going to go to Moonraker, uh, where he played the character Jaws. Yeah, but I, were you comparing yourself to him? Just saying, he, you, he, he was you, he you was had, very limited because there was more going on with him than the height. It was the yeah, but he was. I mean, he was he was uh, had giantism. Yeah, but what was what was Richard Keel's height? Was it seven one? 
Good question. We can have someone look that up. I'm sure. Yeah, let's, let's diligently look at Richard Kidd. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a legitimate six foot ten. <clears throat> Terry Funk was notably in Paradise Alley, and uh, probably Roadhouse. others. I thought Roadhouse, right? So he he was a good actor. He was good in everything he did. I mean, do you know, we, it's we, different. It, it, it's it's no, not it's not like. Um, seven two. Seven two. So it's not like the f- the four that Jericho took have all had leading roles, right? Like 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 Cena did Peacemaker. Um, Dwayne's body work speaks for itself, right? Dave speaks for itself, and then Hulk was always he was always the lead. Whether it was Suburban Commando or or the Nanny or whatever it was, you know, Hulk and mm-hmm. Hulk was always so. It's it's, it's apples and oranges. The, now, but Piper, you could have put in because he had a lead in in they one yeah one movie they live. Well, unless you also consider on the November second, nineteen eighty five uh, Saturday Night's Main event, he had a segment where it was like his house and kids were trick or treating, and he was wrapping bricks nope. as candy I wouldn't bars. Even, wouldn't even wouldn't even begin to fucking put that in the same category. No, okay, no, not at all. Yeah, but there, I, I, system, I, I saw I, I saw some uh, some B movies that that Piper did that that he showed like that he could act. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I would definitely you know. It's like anything else. There's so many guys. There's so many guys out there that 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 can act uh, if given the opportunity. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, entrusting the wrestler with a lead in a major film. Uh, right? There's there's no, far fewer even, it's, than it, it, it's than... not it, not even that as as much as number one. You've got number one. You've got to get the thing financed. You know, somebody's got to finance it. So they're going to put, they're not going to, they're going to go with somebody that's a, a proven commodity. And seen as a proven commodity because he was, I mean, he basically was the standard bearer for 12 years at WWE. Am um, I wrong in saying, though, that all those names were first in films? Produced by WWE, they gave them that first break. Cena with the Marine, uh, Hogan with the no no holds barred Hard. against Zeus. He had the little thing with Rocky, but I the, don't think Batista was, and I don't think that um, not Rocky probably uh, uh, the Rock. Dwayne, no, Dwayne yeah. did Scorpion King, right? Okay. Yeah, shoots my theory to shit. No, um, but it doesn't hurt to have the Marine. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt for like Steve had the condemned, you know. It doesn't hurt to have WWE, you know. I think Miz did twenty three fucking Marines. He yeah, that's right. Who can forget that? Big announcement this week. I have for you, Kevin. Uh, I have a, Blue Chew is sponsoring a new segment for us. So let me just remind everyone that uh, this new segment is going to be sponsored by BlueChew.com. If we're talking about sex, guys, I'm going to ask you to try to remember the days you were always ready to go at the drop of a hat. Boom, Uh, right now. 
a stiff breeze might have you in the game. Um, they are Blue Chew, and they are a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. Kevin, they've been with us from day one. 70 episodes, right, in, uh, for the most part, every week, almost. Uh, they've been here, and... Uh, tried and true um you could take these babies anytime day or night plan ahead be ready be ready whenever the opportunity arises the process is so simple and this is the magic of blue well the magic is what it does to your schmeckle but um very close behind is the fact that you're going to go online right now at bluechew.com consult with a licensed medical provider once you're approved you get the script and you get the delivery in your mailbox within a few days. This works. We've had testimonials here. I mean, it's everyone's favorite product, right? They want to help you have better sex. Blue Chew. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Just chew it and do it. We've got a special deal for the listeners, as we always do. Try Blue Chew for free when you use the promo code NASH, N-A-S-H, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code NASH to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring... This segment called The Tap Out, Kevin. The Tap Out. I will play a video for you. And you will tap out when you can take no more. And we will see week to week how many seconds each person lasts. Tonight will be a live singing performance by Corey Feldman. When you can take no oh, more. You've got to realize, me and Tyrus... This is an ongoing joke with us. Oh, is it? This is an me and Tyrus have an ongoing Corey Feldman back and forth. So I'm sure that I've I've seen every Corey Feldman. So you can you can we'll hit see me, hit me with hit me with your best shot. All right, let's see. Uh, let's if see. It, if this is if this is like pure Michael Jackson. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop. Um. Well, do uh, let's see. Go to uh, fourteen uh, fourteen seconds here. So there's a little bit of preamble, um, and uh, start the timer, Steve. Go. Oh, I know. I know it. How you doing? All right. Woo! Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start the show off tonight a bit differently than usual. What I'm going to do is I'm going to world premiere my song that I just finished writing and producing with Michael Damien for my new movie, Dream a Little Dream, with Jason Robards. It's called Something in Your Eyes. I'm going to do it right now. hanging in there, man. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna tap. You're loving it. I mean, we can, well, okay, I'll tap for this. All right, tap. For the sake of it, but, I mean, what's, really, I mean, it just, George Michael just beat him to the punch. This guy is unbelievable. 
problem is, a, is the ten-year difference between the, when this was uh, cool for this George is Michael. The ongoing joke between me and Tyrus. There's one that the, he goes. He tells the guys in the band like to kind of get their shit together and be on tune. Then he talks around, turns around to fucking start and bashes his face right to the microphone. <laughs> Was this an outdoor venue? I might have seen this. Might have yeah. been the one I was going through to, to oh, select the right one. There are so many. It's, it's we go back and forth, and it's always the other. Like, like Tyrus will say he's a god, and I'll say no, he's our god, and we just go back. And it's, this is this is me and me and Tyrus have 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 worn. I mean, just the the. You're speechless. You're you're discombobulated. I mean, but it's just the the complete ripoff of Michael Jackson's moves with being so far off the voice track. I mean, there's just there's so many things that make that make this wonderful. Oh, there's so much. Almost you almost can't put when you make it it makes it too real when you explain it. It just has to be experienced yeah. and you, you, felt. You couldn't you couldn't you couldn't go across country and go, Hey, have you ever seen Corey Feldman sing? He was at a, a Comic Con not too long ago. He was in the back just sitting there <clears throat> doing something. I think he was next to to do photo ops or something. I just said hi to him. Just just quiet, little tiny guy, you know, just and I'm just thinking, man, like, no matter how you look at it, boy, he was he, he was a bitch and lost, boys. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, he's a superstar in his own mind. Absolutely. Very successful young actor. Had that precocious thing down. It was great. But, uh, all right, so that was it. So the tap out. I think you lasted about a uh, minute Hour and, and a half. 15, minute and 15 seconds. <laughs> Felt like it. It was about a minute and 15 seconds in, in reality, though. Um. <clears throat> it, it's getting hard to f- to find those stiff ones of the week. <laughs> There's only too many times I can go to Mean Gene cracking up. Uh, you can't go to Corey. You get, we have to find somebody else. They, well, the next week there'll be a, we'll have another uh, tap yeah. out. We'll see. But we do have Florida Man and Jersey guy as we do every week. Um, and uh, if you don't know how this works, I have Steve, a re- Steve suggests that we use an Orange Cassidy match for the next tap out. <laughs> uh. Long as we don't know what the finish is three days ahead of time, I'll, I'm, I'm game. So. Uh, one real headline from a Florida man, one real headline from a Jersey guy, and uh, Kev will try to decipher which. And Ke- Kev does best when he just when he goes with his first instinct. Don't study it too much. What sounds like Florida guy? What sounds like Jersey guy? Here, let's check the let's take the first one. Man whacks acquaintance with hatchet during argument over spilled beer. And man pointed gun at six year old who left candy on his porch for Halloween. Man, man whacks acquaintance with a hatchet during argument over spilled beer. Man pointed a gun at six-year-old who left candy on his porch for Halloween. All right, so this is this is my conundrum. If it was machete, I would know Florida man. Hatchet, hatchet kind of feels like somebody that would like go like fucking camping up up north 
solve that. But at the same time, I'm saying the early bird, the early birder, you know, because you could have the the seventy-year-old pull the gun on the kid with the with the uh, candy down here. But then again, you've also got the the fucking wise guy thinking he's some kid. So this is this is going to be a toss-up. I'm I'm going to go hatchet, Florida man, gun, Jersey. I don't know how you do it, but. <laughs> I thought I had you there in the beginning, but you the more you thought about it. Yeah, uh, Florida man wax acquaintance with Hatchet over spilled beer. We're going to Pensacola for this one, folks. Uh. Found himself behind bars. There he is. Exactly, I want to say, how everyone playing imagined he would look. And the mullet's in full effect, folks, in 2023. So we have to give Mr. Uh, let's get his name here. Please, let's give credit where credit's due. If you're, uh, you're going to star on this segment of the show. You may have that shit pulled back. It just kind of... Uh, even still, the, the, the curling, thin uh, eruption of hair at the back of his neck. Uh, this is Danny Tharp, folks. Uh, he was charged with attempted homicide after the incident unfolded at the 7700 block of North Davis Highway in Pensacola. An acquaintance was visiting Tharp's uh, nearby tent, let me point out, when the 56 man accused him of spilling beer. That sparked an argument. Tharp continued to blame him. Grabbed a silver hatchet with a blue handle, started swinging toward the man, striking him several times. I'm glad. So the, I, was, uh, I was I was right with the with the camping uh, motif. <laughs> you did actually, yes. <laughs> the woodsman over here, uh, and uh, the man who pointed the gun at the six year old who left candy on his porch. Uh, there's our friend. Uh, let's see what's his name here, Michael Yifan Wen. Um, he, uh, let's see. He, he was also caught in the back of a dojo asking for autographs. Asking for <laughs> autographs, yeah. And a kid left some candy on his porch, and he uh, pointed a gun, uh, felt uh, felt in danger of the six-year-old uh, leaving the candy on his porch. This is the goddamn world we're in now, folks. What can I tell you? Mm. For God's sakes. All right, we're back, everybody. Click this, the Kevin Nash Podcast. Game time, our friends at Game Time. It is the way to get tickets specialists in last minute tickets as a matter of fact and uh gametime.co co is the url if you are on your laptop but you know what you should just download the app like i did and grab your tickets whenever it doesn't have to be a last minute i did get my springsteen tickets the morning of the show at an incredible value 19 rows from the stage side of the stage but uh don't worry when the next big event is getting closer guys game time's got you covered they're the fastest easiest way to buy tickets to all the sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in pricing flash deals fun little gimmicky things uh, to get you the best price guarantee guys and it takes the guesswork out of buying tickets what we're looking at here is if you wanted to catch the uh the uh, Clippers, Clippers and Lakers. Um, you have the map of the uh, arena, and uh, you can zoom in, and it shows you by section the ticket prices. Go, so, let me, okay, I'm going to ask you to pull back yeah. to pull, pull. Let me see. Um, pull back some so I can see the. I want to see the bottom. That flash deal. What is that? What is that flash deal? The flash what, deal there. What is that? Yeah, pull that uh, one up. I want to see the. I want to see what the is that what the floor looks. That's like what there? it looks. That's the view. Two sixteen right there. Wow, that's a long way away. 
but you can but the cool thing is you can click any of those seats there that have uh, dollar signs on them and see the view from the seat. It's great technology. It's the best way to buy tickets. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I smartened up one of my friends to this the other day, and um, they were really they were like, "Wow, I didn't know that." So I said, "Yeah," I said, "They actually are, are on our." Uh, Click that one that says three. It looks like it's behind the net. Um, three, th- 302. Click that. That's a great deal there because you're right behind the <coughs> net. Click the See, image. But, right but it, it, sucks. It, it sucks on the, on the far end. When the ball goes to the other end, it's it's a it's not. But I like being like that corner of the court there. We're all the way there. They're underneath. See, I want to sit. You could see the elbows th- getting thrown. I want to. I want to sit that that eleven hundred dollars seats where I want to sit. Oh, we, you, you, you can oh. practically smack them in the head there. Where's the view from that one? You're what are you like five rows from the? No, it's it's got to be, it's got to be a different view because you're on the you're only like. Two, three, four, like five, six rows. Anyway, Game Time is the app. GameTime.co is the website. Go there, grab it, and take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Everyone's using it now, guys. This is the way to go. Create an account. Use the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, for 20%, $20, excuse me, $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account with the redeem code K-L-I-Q for $20 off your first experience. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Ask Nash. Hashtag Ask Nash is how you have access to Kevin Nash every week here. Uh, let us know what you'd like me to ask Kevin, and we will do it. Like Uncaged Rage, who said, Kevin, with Halloween being tomorrow, posted on Monday, folks. What is your favorite horror movie of all time and your favorite horror movie theme? Halloween's a good theme. Halloween's a great theme. Totally identifiable and iconic. If I had to pick one, <clears throat> like the, the, what I thought was like at its time was absolutely brilliant was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street was no, great. Like, there's no way you're not going to fall asleep. Kruger was a fucking great heel. Yeah, great heel. Impossible, impossible not to get ensnared by him, right? You got to sleep. Yep, you got to sleep. Pretty brilliant. Um, you know what? I, I, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is like a tongue-in-cheek horror movie, 1988. Uh, I'm seeing more of it. Like where I took my daughter trick-or-treating, there were a lot. There were like three houses that had animatronic Killer Clowns, and one was even playing the terrible metal song that was written called Killer Clowns from Outer Space for the credits. So I think that's making a comeback. I think Halloween's got to be on the list, Kevin. The simplicity of Halloween. Where the fuck do you live? The simplicity of Halloween. (laughs) You live in fuck. Where do you live in? I went down where all the big houses were. These these were people. And they all drink. This is the thing. They sit out front and they're giant houses they, have they drink those fucking old fashions out of a smoking lantern. <laughs> no, I think they had Camus, as a matter of fact. But some of them had red wine, beer, but it's like a thing. They go out there, they drink, and give the kids candy. We used to do that. that no doubt. Yeah, we used to do that. Oh, I used dude. to always take tea. I'd, I'd always take tea 
and I take like he, his him and his is he get to take two friends with him, and I I drop the top on the Mustang. We you know we drop the top and go around, and he would pop out get his candy and come back what was his best costume do you remember any of them he was he was a, he was an army man for like 11 seasons he <laughs> loved he loved army man he just he absolutely loved the army as he Excellent. got older it just you know he just, he just went from uh od you know battle, battle dress you know from uh world war Two to you know gulf war i mean it was just i went as piper in seventh grade uh, I found the old, at the time, it was the Black Panther head. I found a place that had it and had them make that with the iron-on hot rod on the back, old school. And uh, and uh, so I was him one year. I actually showed him the picture. I had a picture taken. I think it was 1985, the same year that uh, had a Saturday night's main event at uh, Hershey Park, wherein Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy squared off against Hogan and Andre in the main event. But I showed Piper when I met him the picture. I had it. And I had him actually sign it, so it, it's somewhere here. A 12-year-old me that I had Piper sign. Uh, I was Gandhi one year. I think I was in fourth grade. Um, I decided uh, Mahatma Gandhi would be a good outfit to walk around the streets in on Halloween in the city. And uh, Halloween was always a favorite holiday for mine, of mine. Proximity to my birthday had something always to do with it. Always fucking snowed Detroit. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. It did, it did this year. That's horrendous. Fucking it really snowed. limits what you can wear because you don't want to cover your costume with a coat. Yeah, but you, that's, every year you were fucking the Wolf some, Man or something. No, you were some ben, some Ben Cooper plastic mask with a parka on. Yeah, exactly. Fucking the Captain America plastic yeah, gimmick. Yeah, plastic mask with the and and and, and, and it, you start to smell your own drying saliva around no, the mouth and freeze. nose areas. It would oh, you're, that's freeze. true. You just had ice cubes. Yeah, yeah, just ice. Nose. Yeah, it's like fuck this. Uh Mr. Burger uh, has asked. I see there's a B. Arthur Golden Girls Christmas ornament with programmed quips from the series. Is this something for the tree, or maybe something to hang from the rearview mirror in the Mustang? I guess Mr. Burger's looking for a, a gift for you. Nothing's touching the new Mustang. This was one. Uh, it was number one. I was re- it really upset me to see that uh, Matthew Perry had passed. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, um, last week I saw somewhere that right now the oldest member of the Friends. Cast TV, is right? Lisa Kudrow. The oldest member of, of, is is um, maybe it was the other way around. The, the oldest member of the Golden Girls at the time that it started was not as Phoebe was older then. Now, right? Phoebe was currently older than the oldest. The, when the, it started, of so, the Golden Girls, of the Golden Girls. I, I mean, that's how it, I fucked that all up, but you did work through it. <laughs> I think what you're saying is Lisa Kudrow now must be older than older than the Getty Estelle Getty in when they the, when they started. 
Okay. That's how. That's how. That's like I was driving to the gym today, and they said that this was the fiftieth anniversary of Quadrophenia, the Who. Right. I was like, wow. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't remember it because it's only teenage wasteland. Yeah. Um, Mark just watched Superfan. Uh, this is that documentary. I have to catch this about Vladimir, who used to sit in the front row. You know Vladimir mm-hmm. at uh, at Madison Square Garden. Okay, so we all knew as kids, uh, as younger men, about Vladimir, and we reference him by name and a couple of the guys that he was always there with. So I popped when I saw several years ago that they were going to do a documentary on him to get to know Vladimir um, a little bit. So he asked what some of your thoughts and stories were uh, with Vlad. He was just always there. He was just always a, he was he was always a, a, a very pleasant person. He always had, a, a, had that incredible, infectious smile on his face. Mm-hmm. He was a super fan. Always had the patented tank top, right? Most of the times. And the f- I kind of remember facially, you know, maybe black guy with red hair. I'm getting Dennis Johnson vibes a little bit when I think about him. A little DJ. I don't know about that. No? Freckles, nah. perhaps? No. Nah. No? Okay. He was light-skinned. <clears throat> How about some questions from the audience? This is what you get when you join us here at Click This. Uh, when you join, clickthistv.com, and you come to the live tapings. What do we got? Everyone out there still awake or are you crashing the dojo? James Bedford, not sure if you are into wrestling action figures, but did you have a favorite one that was made of yourself or of another wrestler? Uh, boy, I, I hate to disappoint people, like, but like, uh, I, would, I would imagine that my first action figure was the Super Shredder figure. Oh, that's so. true. That right. was my that was my favorite my favorite uh, action figure. You must have like you must have had like seventy five Diesel and Nash figures made. I've had a lot. So I mean, how would you even remember the the good ones or the bad ones? Well, I mean, there's there's uh, the one that they just came out with not too long ago that's got the bandana on backwards. The the facial recognition on that one's really it looks like looks some look like me, some look nothing like me. Right. Yeah. Do you wish you were around in the business when they had the the giant rubber LJN dolls, which were not really no, even bendable I'd, at all? I'd probably be dead. That you know, that 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 era is not. Oh, if you were if you were working at that yeah, year, yeah. Well, wouldn't it be worth it to be dead to have a giant rubber dildo doll of yourself? No, because we had those early WCW ones that vibrated. We used to call him Mama's Mama's little friend when when the kids went. went mother's went. little helper. Yeah. Mother's little champion. Uh, what else we got here? Put this on the little man in the boat. Goy. <laughs> what do we got in the house? David Van Boglen still alive. James Harden was just traded to the Clippers. They now have him. Russell Westbrook, uh, Cowie Leonard, Paul George. Ivica Zubak starting. Are they the team to beat? And if not, who is? <laughs> if you have James Hardy and Russell Westbrook on the same team, you're, you're basically uh, 
you've got each foot on a, on a fucking uh, bouncing Betty in uh, in Vietnam, and when you move it, you're gonna blow blow one of your feet off. So it's like, explain. Uh, no, no, they're fucking. They're, Hardy's not. A, he, Hardy's. You can't win with Hardy. Can't win with Hardy. You can't win with Harden. Russell Westbrook's insane. Kawhi's bone china. George's. I mean, this. No. Okay. Sorry, David. Another another I'll year. Tell, maybe. I tell you. I tell you what, though. Fucking, I watched that that uh, Wembley 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 play last night against the uh, the Suns. And he was in there at crunch time and scored four points, and they ended up beating the Suns, who everybody's got going against the uh, Celtics for the championship this year. Mm. So, All right. Uh, Robert out of nowhere uh, says, who do you feel needs a little – I'm sorry. Who do, you see, who do you feel needs a last title before retirement? I feel Randy Orton, uh, no matter the title. I don't think he's coming back. Is there anybody that deserves the the send off title? I guess well, that's after, the after watching that piece on Drew McIntyre, I'd like to see him get the belt back just for to go out and just to to perform with it in front of a crowd instead of a Mad Max Thunderdome of fucking television, uh, Max Headroom fucking you know world. Very good. Ryan White, what is your take on energy drinks, and have you tried Ric Flair's Woo Drink? It's a mushroom elixir. Well, I don't touch them. No? Nope. It's garbage. Now, by energy drink, we mean like Red Bull, like the caffeine yeah. ones, right? Yeah, Monster, really. I, Red I, Bull. I, all my pre-workout is stem-free. Do you uh now you do you, what do you consider Gatorade? Is that a energy no. drink? No. No, it's an electrolyte okay. replacement drink. So the energy drinks are generally what? Just caffeine? Uh, yeah, they just taurine. You, you said that fucking there was a young girl that um God, what what company had it? Panera. Dunk, Dunkin' right? Yeah, Panera. Yeah. It was I saw an that. Iced tea and had, you know, like twenty three times the, the the amount of the caffeine it should have and she killed her. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you, you, you got to fucking. My kid got hopped up one time. It, 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 uh, another dad took some of the boys over to the NASCAR and they, they had like back like pit passes where they were, you know, back where they could fucking around, run around and shit. And they were, I think, monster energy drinks. And they, my, my kid had two of those that came home. And, oh. Two whacked out of his fucking mind. How old was he? Oh shit! He was probably seven or eight. Oh my god! Yeah, fucking Florida parents giving seven-year-olds the goddamn monster drinks. Um, you could have hit him with a hatchet. You're lucky that didn't happen. Oh, this is the same. This is this is the same guy that uh, I find out secondhand that he he let my 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 son fire. Firearm without at, asking me at the same at like the same age, around the same time, and I just oh, told, and it was just one of those things. I said, you know, I said that's that's uh, like my right 
as a father with my child to teach him how to fire a, a, a firearm. And like you, you took that from me, man. And, and not I, only I, that, Kevin, you're 100 percent right. But the safety element—you don't know how don't safe know this the, guy it, is being. I, yeah, I have no idea. And it's just like that was it. Mm-hmm. I just that, that that person was no like he wasn't allowed to hang out with that kid, and that kid I mean, just, he wasn't that kid wasn't coming to my house, and the dad knew that, you know. The dad knew not I not wanted to cross to fucking, paths with you. <laughs> yeah, the dad knew that I pretty much wanted to stick a gun in his fucking mouth and blow the top of his head off. Oof. So, call that the Pensacola birthday party, kids. Yeah. Have some energy drinks and grab a Colt forty-five. Uh, yeah, grab not this, a not a Billy D. Williams Colt forty-five. Grab this sig. A sig sour, yeah. Grab, grab this sig and stick it and fucking let me fucking put it in your mouth. Let me get me curb stomp it before I fire it. Uh, what else we got in the house? We got more people here. Let's wrap it up with some of our friends here that join us every week. Jen Vargo. I will take Jenny from the block anytime you say it. Have it on the Twitter, too. Bad chic imitation. Have it on the Twitter, too. Okay. Have it on the Twitter, too. I saw that Jenny was on the block. I saw she changed her Twitter handle. There I, go, saw that, I saw that. I think it was yesterday. You're an influencer that way, Kev. Heading out, hey, big man, did you ever consider getting a bus for travel? You and the rest of the boys could have probably split the costs. The click bus? Yeah, that's because that's exactly what we wanted to do was we wanted to go deeper into our pockets. And be more conspicuous. And have somebody driving us that could would be sober and able to at any time be deposed fuck (laughs) (laughs) no thanks we'll pass we'll put a lie together first well folks let me remind everyone kevin that click this is a production of butch and sundance media produced in association with podcast heat uh, created by Tristan Ash, Kevin Ash, and Sean Oliver. Produced by Steve Kaufman. Graphics by Dominic D'Angelo. Title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson. Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research by Tristan Nash. Copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, do you want to do another one after we watch the Saturday night's main event from November 2nd, 1985? Only if we can have Corey Feldman on it.